Hello, nerds. Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only show on the internet where we talk about every live-action television show that is based on a comic book or a comic book property. My name is Taylor. I am your host for the evening. What we're going to be doing tonight is we're just going to be paving the road all the way down to the El Dorado that is Golden Creek. <laughs> yes, Creek. Golden Drawbridge. Go- Golden Creek Drawbridge Forest. <laughs> With me as always is Mike. Hey. I introduced you first because you were nice enough not to make fun of me. I feel good. I, I had so I was like, is this a salad dressing or do they own grapes? What, what is the company of Golden Creek Drawbridge <laughs> Forest? Owning <laughs> grapes is not something to brag about. No, but Golden Creek wine, <laughs> it's definitely the shitty wine your aunt brings over. What's up, girl? You want to go to dinner? I own grapes. <laughs> <laughs> also with me is Greg. Hey, man, show me these grapes. <laughs> I want to. No, nope. We, we have to talk to HR about that. I want to no longer show grapes. I want to the peep these grapes, man. If someone if someone steps to you and it's like I own grapes, she's like, "All right, dude, I gotta see them. Fucking prove it. What? Otherwise, they're lying. Yeah, they're well, lying about grape ownery. If hey. that's gonna be the first thing they say to you, it's gonna be either like super extraordinary grapes, like they're made of gold, or just like a hyper abundance yeah. of grapes. Either way, dude, LMSTG. Let me see them grapes. <laughs> Let me see them grapes. Get those grapes in my eye holes. Also with us is Ryan. Thank you for having me tonight, Taylor. Thanks for being here. May I say that um, you so far have been doing a wonderful job Thanks. in this episode, but I, I bet it pales in comparison to the job that you will do in the future of this episode. That's a, a weird compliment. Let me see them grapes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the creepiest tone of voice ever. I, I feel legitimately let me be clear. I said something nice to you. Grapes. Now let me see I those <laughs> grapes. I like I how Pop Filter HR has a problem with Taylor. Because we're just begging and demanding to see these grapes, and they keep saying, like, Taylor, you're being so rude. <laughs> it's, it's, Show them your grapes. It's it's the why did you do that of office politics. <laughs> I bought you a coffee. I deserve to see them grapes. Why did you do that? Do that? Let me see them grapes. I almost made it. I, I almost got it, you guys. I bought you grapes and gave them to you. I'm like... Let me see them. But then I, I realized that if I hadn't given to him, I would have also owned grapes. Uh, I could have bragged about that. Ryan's grapes? <laughs> I can only imagine, like the Christian pop song, but no, because he doesn't have grapes. Okay. The Christian pop song? I can only imagine. Why would grapes? you ask a follow up question? <laughs> what is grapes with um, you? Yeah, God's what? grapes with you, my son. <laughs> Wait, God they? is good. God is grapes. <laughs> the Christians know grapes God are real, is right? Good. God is grapes. <laughs> All bow down to Welch's. <laughs> They're more than good. They're grapes. Taylor, I think we're setting a record tonight. What? We're uh, we're covering twelve shows. Fuck that! No, I think the dirty we've dozen. done. Have we done thirteen before? That's insanity. In my why mind, would we do that? I'm like in my mind, I feel like we have, but why? Because this is so <laughs> many goddamn shows. It's too many shows. I'm looking at the board, and it we have a list of shows where we put optimistic numbers we were like if it ever like if the apocalypse happens and the only <laughs> and only superhero shows are on <laughs> that we need and there are only two we're slots scarily un- cl- the doomsday un- clock is a ticking two slots unfilled there's, on this list there's so many shows and we have so little time that this right now counts as the flash conversation <laughs> yeah you said the flash because there was that's it there was grapes on that episode so fuck that is i've talked about this on the show before but when i watch the flash now i watch it at like 1.2 times speed because it's the flash so it's designed to be watched what faster. a professional professional critic you are thank you for that uh, also some of these shows are really taking their time like they're trying to fill out 42 minutes and they're doing it by being very slow just make more money have more ads be a shorter (laughs) show yeah it's fine you know what i will do that because i don't watch the ads anyway (laughs) i I get in get out hey 
That's not how capitalism works. Well, I this guy's a socialist. Fuck capitalism. <gasps> if you watch a show, you are de facto agreeing to watch some ads. And buy no. Fuck you. I own grapes. I <laughs> <watch> <laughs> fucking grape owner thinks he's better than the rest of us. That's um, probably because you saw all those grapes commercials. Hey, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, buy grapes. All right, back to the show. <laughs> you know what? I, Just, you're right. It was the it was the California singing raisins, and I was like, <laughs> I want to eat those before they ever become whatever this is. <laughs> Just the '80s and '90s when every just like amorphous product had its own thing. It's not a company, but you got milk. Uh huh. Eat grapes. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Who is paying those for this? Bacon's those here. Are my favorite, like the. Cotton commercials are the ones now that are like, this isn't for like a company. This is just an ad for a thing. And I fucking love those ads. <laughs> I do want to tell you I appreciate um, that you said you specified the California singing raisins yeah. in case we got them confused with the California monologuing raisins <laughs> yeah. or yeah. the improv group. Uh, <laughs> the, can- the California zip zap raisins. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Is that a Zaddy reference? I still don't know what Zaddy means. No, that's definitely a shitty fucking improv warm-up game. Yeah. You know who does know what Zaddy means? Jim Gordon, and he's on trial tonight in this week's episode of Gotham. We're going to be talking about that later, but first, the super serious shishy bullpen. Zip zap Zegway over here. Fuck yeah! Now we are here in the super serious shishy bullpen this week. The segment is called Super Villain Team Up! That's right. Fan favorite segment. We are going to go around in this room. These three people are going to draft themselves a team of supervillains, and then they're going to fight those supervillains. This week, the arena is a Roman gladiator arena. <laughs> there are lions all around the edge. Whoa. As the audience? Yes, the audience. <laughs> and <laughs> they decide if you live or die. And there are snakes around the edge of the pit. Oh, no. So. Wait, lion audience snake moat? Yes. All right, I just as lo- I want to be fucking sure of the battlefield. Uh, you know what? Because this changes everything. It, it sure does. So, gentlemen, we're gonna go around. We're gonna do a draft. Let's start with Ryan. Well, I think that uh, I think that the villain that I want to enter into the ring, the Bat villain, uh, who can do the most, has the most power, and also uh, melee. I'm gonna go with Rosh Al Ghul. Ho ho ho! And I just won. I don't. Well, you can't say that. Which version of Rashad Ghoul yet. you pulling? All of them. No, that's every uh, single animated one. series. Yeah, that's that's a good pull. Best right. facial hair. That's right? definitely a good one. Your first uh, pick. I I don't want to go with an obvious pick. Oh wow. So I'm gonna go with I have I've developed some team tactics. I'm gonna pick Harley Quinn. Oh, okay. So what are you gonna do now if someone tags your other team member? She has multiple teammates. Yeah, Har- okay. Harley Quinn can match up with a lot of people. She, she's a force multiplier. All right, yeah. I, I like this pick. I like this pick. We'll see how it turns out for you, Mike. Yeah, I, first pick. I, I'm gonna pick one. It's like one of the most powerful Batman villains, and is not used nearly enough uh, in general in the whatever iteration. But it's Clayface. I I wish everyone would say these names correctly. Clayface. Yes, Clayface. That's his. That's his name. I I, I just don't want people to think that there's. That's like, how the there's, white guys say there, it. There's, it's there's a there's a there's a man who's like a Clayface yogurt. So mm-hmm. I just don't I don't want that. All right, Mike. Since we're doing a serpentine, 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 serpentine draft, serpentine mode. Who is your second <laughs> pick? All right, I, I think to work well with Clayface, who's big and bulky and and kind of the bruiser, is somebody who's quick, quick on his toes. And I'm specifically picking the Gotham version of Zaz. Oh, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. we got kind of a, a bad Fan guy, Zaz. Lenny and. 
Now, guy. Uh, we did we did Squeaky? address this, but everyone Squeaky. does have access to full weapons. So yeah, I feel like Ryan's at a little bit of bit of a disadvantage right now because he's a he's a melee guy, and we've Fucking got a bunch of guns. So. Yeah. But well, also, isn't uh, your guy immortal, Ryan? Yeah, he's immortal. And also, yeah. you can use well, that sword to block every bullet. He doesn't have access to the Lazarus Pit currently, so I don't know how he's going to be immortal. It's a moat of snakes, not a moat of Lazarus Pits. <laughs> that's a sign that's up <laughs> in the... What a shitty area. moat. Uh, Greg, who is your second pick uh, to go with I, Harley Quinn? I am surprised that this, this person got so deep because uh, this, I think, is canonically the most powerful Batman villain. It's, of course, Magpie. Um, I I do not know who that okay. is. Okay, Magpie <laughs> is okay. Uh, a super a Batman supervillain who likes to replace uh, things with uh, things that oh. look exactly like them, but then are bombs. <laughs> uh, she's been around for a while. I just found out about her, and I'm like enamored of her. This is like such a classic Batman move. That's her. That's what she does. That's her thing. She replaces something with an exact replica that then blows up. That's you know what? That is a good ability. We'll see how it works out in this. Yeah. Bare dirt floor arena. in the middle of a bare yeah. knuckle boxing match. Hold on while I go put this clock. <laughs> hey, all I'm saying, she's very clever. You never know. That's you, you know what? Never That's know. True. We'll see how it, we'll see how she it plays sneaks out. in. She's basically a cat burglar, so she sneaks in. Ryan, <laughs> I'm going to pick an on again, off again Bruce Wayne villain, uh, most famously in The Dark Knight Returns. I'm going to have Superman on my team. Farts. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! I. All right, well. <laughs> but really, is Superman any match for Magpie? <laughs> yeah, kryptonite again, bomb, bitch. Again, she she will replace something with a bomb. Yeah, that's true. Like, she'll replace Superman? Yeah. Because <laughs> that would be You bad. think you're yeah. moving Superman, Hold you're on. moving an entire bomb. Do, please do not give away my strategies, Ryan. All right, well, so currently, we have Ryan's team is Ra's al Ghul. With Superman. With a Superman backer. Which I call bullshit on, but there's nothing I can do. My hands are tied. I already took my finger off of it. uh, Greg has uh, Harley Quinn and Magpie. I know. I got them both. (laughs) (laughs) Mike has Clayface and Zaz. It feels like only one person showed up really to win here. Mike. (laughs) <laughs> I claimed it. Mike, who do you think it is? I think it's Mike. Do you want to uh, like throw a wrinkle in here real quick? Uh, well, I yes, sure. All Let's right. do that. We're going to make it a team of three. The comms <laughs> are made of crypto. And we, what Ryan is doing is writing next to the names on all of these teams. The person who selected that team is now in the fight on that team. So Greg is fighting alongside Harley Quinn and Magpie. Mike yeah. is fighting alongside Car- Clayface and Zaz. And Ryan is fighting alongside Ra's al Ghul and Superman. And if you die in the game, you die in real life. God damn but it. Gentlemen, <laughs> why did we make that rule? Begin. All right. You guys are going to give me the description of what your people are doing. We have a very complicated algorithm that is going to determine how successful you are, what mm-hmm. you're trying to do. And at the end of this five-minute round, we will determine who has created the best of the teams of Superman mm-hmm. villains. Okay. My first move. Batman villains. If I may. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm going to uh, trick Magpie and Greg with magic, Rosh al magic. That they're in love with each other, and they're going to go to kiss, and then uh, Superman uh, blow powers is going to blow him out of the arena into the lions. Does Rashogul have that ability? He's magic. I don't think he has magic powers. Taylor, I, let me tell you what I'm going to do. <laughs> My team's just hanging out. We're just basically <laughs> just we're gabbing. doing yeah we're doing girl talk, and 
I'm a guy, yeah, but they kind of like include me in it, yeah. and I like it. I feel very comfortable in that space, and we're just we're having a chat. We're Which talking. of the three of you okay. uh, is on the arena bed? Like, uh, stomach down, feet in the air. Oh, that's for sure me. That's you? Yeah, yeah. They, they're just kind of like, there's different levels. So Harley Quinn's like standing, but like in a power stance. And then Magpie's kind of like crouched over, like she's just like uh, t- doing the cover of her rap album. Uh, but yeah, but I'm on the bed, on my belly. Well, uh, according to this, uh, from across the stadium, you feel a very light breeze trickle in. Uh-huh. Uh, that is presumably Superman's breath. <laughs> wow. Uh, Mike, what are Clayface, Zaz, and you doing uh, at this point? Clayface takes his left arm and just fully clay guns Ra's al Ghul's face with it. Okay. Well, that is very effective. While <laughs> Mike and Zaz cower behind him. Okay. okay. So it <laughs> seems Wait, like they're, they're both cowering? Wow. So you picked a tank. Uh, <laughs> you've got a real tank and uh, a dex builds behind him. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it looks like, according to this, uh, Clayface has just fully gunked up. Roger, <laughs> gunked up? Gunked up. Yeah. And while, while he's getting gunked up, a hole forms in his circle, and Zaz jumps through with guns ablaze and shooting kind of everywhere. My a hole form, form, forms in a circle. Okay, and, and you're shooting at, at specifically Ryan's team? At Ra's al Ghul, at the Lions, and he's just being funny about it, and he's, he's having a grand old time. Mike, I don't know if this is out of line, but is Clayface maybe saying, like, uh, have a nice clay? Yeah, he's definitely yeah, doing right? that. Yeah, okay, so that a happens. A real zinger. That happens. Uh, it looks like Zaz is uh, shooting around. He, he A straight bullet does hit a lion, and now the Lions are kind of turning on your team. So it seems like you've <laughs> lost the audience. But he does, he does uh, hit Ra's al Ghul a little bit. I feel like mix. it's a, a little bit weird you didn't ah. shoot immediately for Ryan to kill Ryan. <laughs> Ryan has so far been unattacked. <laughs> All right, what, who's, well, who's acting next? What, what are you? Um, I jump on Superman's back and I whisper into his ear, um, can you please melt Clayface with all of your heat vision? That's okay. a real weird energy you're bringing to this. All right, cool. <laughs> Why uh, did you do that that you, way? You, you and that's what Superman says. You successfully asked Superman that. Uh, and he, you, could, yes. you could say that under your breath and he would have heard from like a all right, mile so, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> Look, <laughs> I'm just playing the characters, Greg, as is. Yeah, okay, cool. Very cool. All right, so Superman starts heating up Clayface and it starts uh, crackling his, his, his crackling. He's all baking in the sun, oh, baking no. like potatoes. As and then uh, on like my bonus action, I leave Greg's team alone. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're doing fine. Okay, yeah. yeah. So Greg's team is still being left alone. And, uh, okay, so Zaz now is uh, is has been firing at Rashal Ghul. Rashal Ghul is covered in in clay. Clay, uh, but now the the clay is being kind of uh, broken away. I think my- that's good. He's getting baked. Kilns are hot. That, that <laughs> kilns are so hot, you guys. Kilns are very hot. The new trend. Up in here. 2019's is all about kilns. Right. What are you doing, Mike? What's, uh, what's going on? Mike is like, oh shit, uh, and <laughs> runs away from the hot clay. <laughs> okay. Uh, digs deep into his pants, pulls out kryptonite that he was hiding in his butthole. Oh, really? Oh. The condom and just uh, chucks the poopy kryptonite right at Superman and Ryan. Oh, uh... <laughs> Well, it misses Superman, but it hits Ryan right in the face. Take that. <laughs> well, kryptonite doesn't hurt me. And also, I've had enough of your poop in my face that that shouldn't hurt me either. It- Taylor, uh, Harley Quinn is apparently having sort of like issues with her girlfriend, Poison oh, no. Ivy. And she's opened up to us about that. And we've just all been like really caring with one another. You successfully 
give her like the best support that she needed. Yeah. Like, he told her exactly what she needed to hear. You were a little bit firm because yeah. you know, there were some things that like a uh, hard truth that she needed to hear. Mm-hmm. But overall, you really drew closer together and she yeah. really appreciated that support. And you're all in a much more positive place afterwards for it. For sure. Zan yep. shoots Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I die. <laughs> okay. Well, well let, uh, I'm determining that based on okay. the algorithm. And Greg does die. I die. Greg, Greg does die. So die. seeing that, I run over to Mike and say, like, okay, so we're not that good at this. We can't do this. Why don't we start a podcast talking about what's going on? Yes. And then we'll just discuss that from here on out. That is... Mike pushes right into the snakes. God damn it! <laughs> All right, that is super effective. And now, since the two of you are dead in real life, Mike is the winner. Congratulations, Mike! Taylor, I mean, can I just say one thing, though? Yeah. Magpie had actually switched the real Mike out with an almost indistinguishable facsimile, which is actually a bomb, and she detonates <laughs it. Where's oh, my the, God! It is where's a, Mike? That is a critical success. Mike fucking explodes. No, but that was bomb, Mike. Where's Mike, Mike? The entire arena brings down around you like a fucking Samson story, and now you are crushed beneath the pillars (laughs) of the Roman Empire. So Taylor wins. I guess. Yeah, I I really enjoyed that segment. (laughs) All right, that's all for the Super Series Shishi Bullpen. Congratulations to everyone. Now we're moving on to the main event where we talk about Gotham's episode, The Trial of Jim Gordon. Welcome to the Pop Filter commercial break of the week. Mike, we're counting down all the hit commercials from the week. What do you think is going to hit number one? Oh, it's hard to say this early in the game, Ryan. I know. It's crazy. It's been a crazy season. It's been a crazy... Everybody's just putting it, everything on the field they have, all the blood, sweat, and tears, every commercial. Now, we call this uh, this bracket that we're doing with the commercials March Madness. Uh-huh. Um, and the whole world is talking about our commercial bracket. Well, the, it's, it's just like the Puppy Bowl started as a sideshow, and now it's what everybody actually cares about during the big game. Right. And now, everybody just wants to know what commercial will take. I'll tell you one thing, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon is not going to win. Straight out of here. It is not going there. Yeah. Everybody should check it out. The problem is that everybody already has that bookmarked. It's mm-hmm. how they use their Amazon. People know about it, and they're tired of it. Yeah. It's, it, they know that this is the same way they used to go to Amazon, but instead now it helps their favorite podcast. Because remember, Mike, Amazon's not just a river in Egypt. That's denial. And that's what you have right now if you're not on your popfilter.com slash Amazon. And that's why it's not going anywhere. Yeah. How could it? After that? Next uh, up, how do you see the performance of uh, the Patreon doing? Okay. So this is a Cinderella story, Mike. We have your pop, patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. And everybody thought, oh, 16th seed going to get kicked out of March Madness immediately. But all of a sudden... Yourpotfilter.com, nope, patreon.com slash yourpotfilter uh, is running up the charts with the sports. On its way right into the hearts of the sports. I think it's because um, sports is drama, mm-hmm. drama is tears. Mm-hmm. This Patreon has many different tiers that you can choose from Aww. $1, $5, $10. Full circle, others even. Mm-hmm. It just keeps climbing up. There's more tiers than you can even count. What's the highest tier? Probably $1,000. 1000 bucks, and you get to have video of us 69 Yes. And I think that might be. Uh, you send us your life story, we will film a, a movie about it. With no 69ing. No 69 Well, unless, I don't know how, I don't know these fucking people's lives. I'm guessing if you have $1,000 a month to burn on us, you've 69 to tell you to. Is there? <laughs> for an entire day or two. Is there a way, thank you for uh, going backwards and doing that. Um, is there a way that we can make every single person on the planet watch us 69 unless you're in the $1,000 tier and then you don't have to watch it? Oh, a good, like, punishment at? Yes. Yes. I love that. All right, well... Mike, that's all we have the time for right now, but when we come back to the Pop Filter Sports March Madness update session, we'll talk about other teams and how they're doing. Last word. Last word. On this week's episode of Gotham, 
Jim Gordon gets shot trying to create a peace treaty between all the gangs. So the treaty didn't work. <laughs> he goes into a TV recovery coma and is put on trial by every character that they could afford to get back for this episode. <laughs> Meanwhile, Poison Ivy makes her big final attack, forcing Bruce, Zaz, and Lucius Fox to do her bidding. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Is there no time like the present for a Jim Gordon career reflection? Well, if we're on their way out, we really need to decide how we feel about Jim and what he's done. <laughs> Clearly. And I'm on Jim's side, and Jim's awful. I feel like they needed to resolve why the city was going to be like basically exclusively taken care of by Batman in the future. And it was because Jim Gordon was like, I'm going to be a hero. And then over the course of this episode, he learns that he would rather just be alive than be a hero. And so now he's going to look to like this 13-year-old kid and be like, all right, you got it. Go I'm for it. kind of a puss now. Can yeah. you handle this? <laughs> Getting married. I got this hot-ass wife. <laughs> the Probably. city's open for business. I guess. He should have woken that. out of the coma like a little grayer and with a full-on gray mustache. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what year is it? What's happening? And see, that's all, like, that's all interesting. But I think it was summed up by Lee saying mm-hmm. something that Jim should have heard a long time ago. Do you seriously fucking have a death wish? Like, uh-huh. what is yeah. your deal? Why are you doing this? Because it's not just that you want to be a hero. Like, you pick the worst, most dangerous plans. And so if she sums up the coma in that line, then what we have for the co- the big question for the coma, was it, like, interesting to look at? Mm-hmm. You know? And especially, yeah. she said that, or version of that, before he got comaed. Yeah. Because it was, he was going to, like, go oh, do yeah. whatever. And then she's like, and if you die, you, she's like, you always just cowboy off and me and Barbara raise your baby? Like, yeah. I want to watch that sitcom. <laughs> I do, too. Uh, yeah, the the trial stuff when he was in a coma, I felt like that was the weakest part of the episode. Oh, it for sure was, but it, I think it's a credit to the show that that was only like 10 minutes of actual yeah. airtime. If this had been like a regular sized season, that would have been in, like an entire episode. Mm-hmm. But they really kind of cut it down. But it is still just like such a conventional, stupid, boring thing to do. It reminded me of The Sopranos when he's in that the coma world for like three episodes and you're like, just be the fucking Sopranos and again. whether it's the case or not, it always feels like you didn't have any ideas for this episode. Uh-huh. Yeah. You didn't know how to push the story for- forward, so you're just going to doggy paddle. What I did love is very early on, a character was like, do you understand Tacoma Jim? And he went, no. Which <laughs> is <laughs> like, characters should react like that more often. Like, Tacoma Jim, if he was a cowboy. <laughs> Tacoma Jim is <laughs> Tacoma a good name. Tacoma Jim. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a new character. Look for him next week on the, on the <laughs> show. But what definitely did work on this episode was... Zaz. Yes. Uh, this is like, ever since Barry came out, he has kind of like reimagined the character, I feel, a little bit. But drunk on poison Ivy Love is a good look for basically any, everyone uh-huh. that did that in this episode did well, including Baby Bat. Yeah. But like, I think the MVP of the episode was Lucius Fox. Oh, Lucius yeah. Fox. Like, he was Definitely. wonderful. He but, doesn't ever get a lot to do, but. Yeah, he doesn't emote much. <laughs> he, I would say he had three of the top three best lines in this uh-huh. episode. Like, Lucius really sold this out. Like, it made me want to watch a more Lucius-heavy show. Like, uh-huh. spin spin that guy off. Lucius Fox News? What? Okay. At the end of the episode, so Lucius Fox is under the control of Poison Ivy, uh-huh. right? And Baby Bats has been as well. And But Baby Bats, like, snaps out of it by getting bonked on the uh-huh. noggin. And then he runs to go talk to Lucius, who is still under the spell of Poison Ivy, but wants him to stop with the bombs. All he has to do there is go, Poison Ivy said, stop with the bombs. Instead, he runs in and he's like, Lucius, I'm not under control from Poison <laughs> Ivy anymore. Stop the bombs. And he's like, I can't because I love Ivy. And he's like, oh, okay, we got to bonk your noggin, dude. Yeah. Sorry. 
And then is that when Catwoman just does like a yeah, she karate yeah, kicks karate in the kick head the with face. both feet. I do like you just beat somebody into logic. That's yeah. how this world works. But uh, I mean, it, they're not against him, right? They're just trying to get him back to normal. Yeah. So they're like, "Are you okay?" And he's like, "You kicked me in the head." <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't get like, kicked dude. in the head a lot. This is like a regular thing for I'm you guys. I'm not one of you. But I don't do that. I think I use my noggin you for thoughts. Kids in okay. your head kicking. <laughs> I did. Uh, so when Bats is under the influence, he and Selena have a fight. And you guys have been saying this for several weeks, but that actress does just not want to be here. Something she's something's wrong with it. Like, yeah. the, I mean, they should have cut her loose at some point. But like, I think she's suffering from struggling so much on this show. But I think she's suffering yeah. from other stuff too. She does not seem well to me, and I, I, I that's why I don't try not to rip on her anymore. Because at some point, yeah. I realize like this is like something sad's going on. You here. know what it feels like is that she's the only character or actor who has read the tweets. Yeah. Everybody else is blindly going, like, we're doing a great job. Yeah. And at some point, she was like, let like, me just check my phone real quick. you guys know? And they're like, don't look. Don't fucking look at that. And, uh, yeah, it's just such a train wreck every time she delivers a line. Yeah. Uh, but show, they have a, uh, a fight, and she's like, you're going to leave, and I hate it. And then it, there's a time jump of one month. Oh, yeah. And they're sitting at the wedding, and he goes, Hey, when we were fighting and you had that conversation, I was like, you, you remember exactly one month? month ago? He does not know how to have conversations. <laughs> like, he sat on it for a month, and then right before the fucking ceremony starts, he's like, hey, can we have a hard emotional talk? <laughs> yeah. I was like, you're at a wedding. You didn't do this, like, before you got there? You clearly carpooled. At least like, get drunk and do it during the reception. Don't yeah. do it right before the ceremony that's half-assed in the fucking police hall. And then directly after that, like, it's a parody of an uh, 80s sitcom. She has some quip some line like oh he's both of them or whatever and then laughs as hard as she can oh yeah <sighs> that whole wedding was so much fake laughter uh oh god lee yeah. tompkins was acting like harvey was a fucking yeah. stand-up yeah. comedian and harvey he was Dangerfield saying nothing right. funny <laughs> that <laughs> was so weird he's like oh i'm gonna give a toast he's like ha, ha, harvey <laughs> classic it was, it was also like i like you guys watch more of the show than i do but it felt out of character for harvey like usually he's like a grumpy curmudgeon who like cracks wise occasionally he got up and he was like someone's like 50 what else is in father. the news what else is in the news <laughs> He was like, hey, uh, don't try the casserole, am I right? <laughs> like, and everyone no. was fucking dying. You know what I'm, I'm going to miss? Uh, Marina Baccarin? Yeah. God, she's so beautiful. Uh, like, uh, just another episode where she's just the most beautiful she's ever been in her entire life, including like 20 years ago yeah. when she was on Sanity. Yeah. This is our third series. This is the third series I've watched where she was a regular. And yeah, yeah. it just keeps getting hotter. I was very confused because the last time I saw her on the show, she was like fully possessed by uh-huh. that like oh, yeah. stuff, and uh-huh. she just like kept doing that for a long time. So I thought until they mentioned that she wasn't anymore at the wedding that she just still was, and they decided <laughs> to make it. Well, work. This is not a good wedding. She's clearly under the influence <laughs> of something. I don't know if disturbing. she could legally bind her life. Her and Alfred have a pretty good moment yeah. where they talk about like what the, like she's going to be the best mother. Just about and unconventional parenting. It was crazy. It's a really great moment and. And she's like worried because she's gonna, you know, Mike's favorite sitcom, gonna co-raise a baby with Barbara Keen. Um, and saying, like, I have to like she's a psychopath. Bitch, you were running the like the, <laughs> the downtown, narrows. yeah, the as like the like and you were just holding fight clubs and giving people medical yeah. advice if they if you wanted to. Sounds like she was projecty. just a villain. That yeah. was like under a year ago in the yeah. universe of the show. And I do like she in this one. 
they're like, do surgery on Jim. And she's like, I haven't done surgery since med school. One, I don't know if you actually do surgery in med school. But like, Barbara just like, can you be my OBGYN? And she didn't make a big deal about that. So <laughs> yeah. you fucking pick and choose what kind of doctor you are day to day. Yeah, and so she's like nervous there. But Poison Ivy walks in and she's very confident with that little scalpel. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to do some damage here. I'll cut a plant, bitch. <laughs> well, uh, so this episode was written by Jim Gordon and directed by Barbara Cream. This is the one? This is the one. How did they do? Great. I, I thought this episode was a delight. I had a good old time at it. The the directing, I thought, was good. The writing, it felt like Jim Gordon was trying to give himself stuff to do. Uh-huh. And Which I think is commonplace. <laughs> and right. then I'll also play this other character. Yeah, I'll do yeah. too. And that is, he, he really acted his balls off as prosecuting Jim Gordon. Should yeah. I add a third Jim Gordon to you guys? <laughs> it, it was because the Jim Gordon stuff of this episode was my least favorite right. part. Yeah. That makes sense. So I'm like, yeah, don't write for a thing that you have to also do because I feel like you're going to make poor decisions. But, but like, Zaz was so fucking great. Between man. Zaz it and was. Lucius... Did Jim Gordon? Does he get uh, it? Sorry, his real name, Ryan Atwood. Did he do all that, or was that just the the writers' room coming in and polishing up? his I turret? bet they punched Punch it up a bit. Up so yeah, much. I bet he did. Well, I shouldn't. I, it seems to me that maybe he did very little because there's so much that would have to be on rails for the rest of the show. He also wrote the episode where he his character marries a character that he is married to in real life. <laughs> so that all connects. Really? To, yeah, they're married. Oh, really? I did not know, I that. know that. They both left their spouses for each other. What? Because they met on the set of Gotham. Yeah, I get it. That's oh, so romantic. Wow. <laughs> That's, it's a real Riverdale they're, scenario. They're both going to get so surprised when one leaves enough for the that's other. So, obviously, that's like, there's kind of the tinge of wrongness there. But also, that's, that's very what makes hot. It hot. Yeah. That's oh, very, so very hot. hot. But when yeah. Harvey says, Harvey like straight up looks in the camera and says, the two of you got through all of your bullshit <laughs> to find each other. He's talking to their ex-spouses. <laughs> like, he's straight up saying, uh, you guys were terrible. Now they found each other. I didn't like that they made the ex-spouses stand in cop <laughs> uniforms in that scene. Just, I was wondering why two cops were bawling. <laughs> uh, I did like in that wedding scene when uh, Bruce and Selena kiss. Uh, Lucius and Alfred both look back and then they both look forward and give each other a look like, <laughs> uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> like it, it was like, it felt like that was the start of like, uh, it's another spinoff. Are they angling for a bunch of spinoffs Bruce's with this episode? Bruce's two dads yeah. you have to deal with him oh being horny. Bruce, Bruce's two dads. Bruce's two dads. We got a horny son. <laughs> <laughs> I do like, uh, so Alfred had the really good uh, heart-to-heart with Lee. And I was like, oh, I didn't know Gotham could do this uh, on an emotional level. But he also gave us, he punched Zaz out and said, oi, oi. <laughs> and so he gave us a great laugh line. So, yeah, is that Alfred's, like, is that improvising or is that, again, Jim Gordon Jim saying, Gordon's I don't know how characters what talk. British people say? You can see him writing oi and then being like, I'm going to add one more. another one. <laughs> I need the verisimilitude. I'm adding another oi. <laughs> But then, like, writing out a third one and being like, no, too much. We're now a Vandal song. I got (laughs) to cut that back. Oi, oi. That's perfect. Just to write them out. Three's a crowd when it comes to ois. I did. Zaz, I felt like before he revealed that he was Poison Ivy, Uh was not quite full Zaz. Yeah. But once he revealed that he was Poison Ivy, he's like, her name's so pretty. I say it all the time. Like, that that was the moment. Moment. <laughs> I feel like it would have to be. <laughs> yeah, let's say he Derek. would change his last name. It would be Vic. He he would be Mister Victor Ivy. He says he starts saying her name at the end of that, and he thinks that she's gonna take. Well, his he's very last old name. school. <laughs> yeah, I was just yeah. like, no, you're kidding yourself. You're gonna yeah. rename yourself after her, if anything. 
Yeah, but like, I like how the cops are getting. Uh, they're understanding that the city is riddled with villains and picking up on mo's. Like Zaz talks for three seconds before Gordon's like, "Oh, poison ivy, yeah. let's go get her." <laughs> that is, I feel like that is a thing that they don't address enough in the Batman universe, which is that like at a certain point, regular cops are just gonna like look at a thing and be like, "All right, uh, it's the Joker on this one. Let's just yeah. call it in." Like they all know he has his own like code. Yeah. It's a four seven eight. Yeah, I, f- I fully believe that the Gotham PD would have their own individual number codes for all of that <laughs> shit because they're like oh it's another 410 some guy on the other side of town's like wow fuck the penguin again ah, it's shit. that one that has the dummy <laughs> that one. Oh, like, so ah. we can take our time <laughs> like, hey, oh who put another pot on <laughs> it's mostly an old accountant with a gun yeah. I think this diamond is actually a, a bomb <laughs> oh sounds like magpie it's a 111 shit how did he know <laughs> ah shit there's a the whole iceberg in the middle of central and fifth <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, call the fire department. They'll get over and heat it up, I guess. I don't know what fire departments do. <laughs> Why is Brian Regan working for the Gotham Police Department? <laughs> the big ice plant in the street. Oh, uh, well. Do we how have close? Any? How close to the end is this, Ryan? Do you know? Is it three episodes? I mean, we are right up against the end of it now. What we got was Poison Ivy's finale, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. uh, and then just a little bit more submarine talk in the background. Do oh, you? And all that was great. And Penguin, when he he was him and Barbara were talking, he said something about her brain. The look of disgust he gives her belly for being pregnant <laughs> was fucking awesome. For this doesn't seem like it's gonna go out like w- like in one big thing. It feels like they're going to every individual character and being like, "All right, we're gonna see you later. We're shutting down the show." Which is awesome because that means that the series finale is going to be insane. Like they're gonna try and do so much, and it's gonna uh, be terrible and awesome. Yeah, yeah people are just gonna walk in and say one line. We still have to figure out, and the the show has done nothing to make this make sense. Why they're all on a castle roof shooting at the army? Yeah, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't make any sense based on what I just watched. <laughs> I know. All right, uh, final words on this episode. Mike? Uh, it was a delight. I'm going to weirdly miss it when it's gone. Greg? It's pretty good. I'm glad it's going. Yeah. Ryan? Yeah, the worst part was the trial of Jim Gordon. Everything else was <laughs> the uh, exact amount of wackiness that I need with three episodes left. All right, well, the rest of this show is going to be on Fox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're changing it up for the last three? That Thursday. is And now we move on to the pull list where we talk about every other show that we watched this week. And we're back with the Pop Filter Sports March Madness wrap up session, wrap up preview. This is where we're wrapping up our preview. Wrapping up preview. Be to come. Uh, Mike, we don't know what podcast you're listening to this on. It could be Superhero, could be uh, a different one of ours, it could be Serial. We don't know. Could be cereal, where we rank every single cereal out there, starting from the bottom shelf, working our way up. What's at the? Is the bottom the healthy? Or is the bottom no, the bottom's like the bags. Like the oh, these the are bag. Rice Krispieers. Do you remember the first time your family came home with bag cereal and you knew that I went like, "There's more of it," and then I ate it. Went oh, but it also meant that your dad lost his job. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Um, let's go through the shows real quick because we don't know which I one would. this is. What comes out Monday? Monday, you do have movie of the. Year. Should I talk about what's on this week? No, don't do okay. that. Okay, yeah, that scares <laughs> me. Panicked in your eyes. Uh, movie of the year, where we do pick a year and then throw in the best movies of that year and make them fight each other. Exactly, and that's also when our other sideshow comes out. Uh, Solomon Grundy, which is recorded on a Monday, mm-hmm. comes out on a Tuesday, edited on a Wednesday. We yeah. do the post edit. Uh, what comes out Tuesday? Actually, 
Coming out Tuesday, the first Tuesday of every month, is Taylor Talking Taylor, where our pal Taylor talks about himself. And then Thursdays, oh, a very special show. A very special show where I, I think we, we just stop fucking around, uh-huh. stop pulling everybody's puds, and you and me just really dig into the OC. We talk about the fake Laguna Hills. Mm-hmm. It's called the OC. And then on Fridays, of course. The Power Hour. The Superhero Hour Hour. Everybody's favorite show. That's our favorite show. Yeah, for sure. It's the it's the the flagship. Mm-hmm. The ship, uh, all the flags get shipped on. If you want to be on any of those shows, make sure that you are emailing us. If you have any comments or questions, contact at yourpotfilter.com or call our robot associate at one five six two D R D J P O P. That's one five six two Doctor D J Pop. And then like bring the rear that I think is climbing up the March Madness bracket. Oh, yeah, Social media is all the, the rage. Right. And, I mean, is it going to be Twitter, at your pop filter? Everybody's loved it for a long time. What kind of dogs are they talking about? What other animals do they talk about on there? Mike, it can't be Twitter because something else is coming hot oh. and fast, and it's going to win March Madness the sports commercial bracket. New kid on the block straight out of college at your pop filter on Instagram. Instagram. What? Instagram. They're here to stay. And, Mike, this is not our Finsta. This is our legit Insta. I don't know what those means, but I'm pretty sure this is real. You won't find anything... Too true on this, which a fake Instagram is where you put your real life. I don't get the kids these days. So just to recap, uh, we have shows and then contacts and social medias. Yeah. And they're all going to win March Madness Sports Tourney Bracket. March Madness, last word. Last word. Last word. Now we're here in the pool. It's the part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watched this week. King it off is The Punisher. Unable to catch Billy, Frank gets unhinged and gives Amy some tough love, which bums Curtis out. Meanwhile, Mahoney is sick of Dina's shit, and the therapist just can't see Billy as a monster. Taste buds, I ask you this. What is the show saying by having Billy realize he might be at fault, and his therapist is unable to accept that? Well, the therapist is in love because Billy is handsome, despite his two gentle scars. Those make him <laughs> handsomer. <laughs> and also, she has vertigo and what's her other thing? The, the, the rare cutting vertigo. Yes, she has cutting vertigo. Um, so she's all sorts of fucked up. But, like... It's a really well-built character. I know we get sick of Billy sometimes, but this episode and his moments remind me why I liked him so much in the first season is because he's a villain who has depth, where he he's like, no, wait, I don't know why Frank wants to kill me, but it's definitely my fault. And she's like, no, he's like, it's definitely my fucking <laughs> yeah. fault. There's no way that, and I just, I love how his true north, we thought it was being a bad guy, uh-huh. stealing like brown bags with dollar signs on <laughs> yeah. them, but it's actually Frank. Yeah. If Frank doesn't like me, no one can like me. And so I'm going to murder you because Frank is right and you <laughs> like me. And <laughs> is it before or after he sees Frank where he unloads, is it more bullets in, than any scene in the history of TV? I like that they try to have like some real lifeness to it. And so he keeps putting, and it's the uh, the bullet rounds that look like Frisbees, like uh-huh. the, the magazines that look like Frisbee. But he's wearing a very slim cut jacket, but he keeps pulling another <laughs> one out. It's like, where, where are those Frisbee magazines hiding, Billy? Uh, and then we have... Frank and Amy. Uh huh. And I realized in this episode that what's their couple name? Framey. Framey. <laughs> Frank and Beans. <laughs> her name is Amy. Um, that a lot of only he gets to call her Beans. A lot of times we've seen TV and movie Punishers. I think that their goal was to prove that he is okay. Uh-huh. Like he should be a superhero. You know, like it's a rough exterior, but he's got right. it. This season, and particularly this scene, he needs to be put down. He yeah. is as dangerous as Billy. And that's and that's. Curtis says that. Curtis has a line where he like stops the show and goes, 
Everything feels wrong. Don't you see <laughs> yeah. that? We just shot at cops. Can't, this is fucked up. If you didn't see the episode, um, Amy is in training. And so Frank comes home, gets in the trailer. Amy throws a tennis ball at his head to try to steal his gun. Uh-huh. Frank uh, screams, freaks out, knocks her to the floor, shoots just to the right of her right. head. And Curtis is the whole time. Amy's crying, bawling. Yeah. And Curtis is like, hey, this is mm, probably too much. Not okay. <laughs> Not okay at all. All right, well, Mike, do you have a moment of the week? Uh, yeah, it's Mahoney bursts into Dina's house, and he is pissed. Mahoney is just like a low-level detective, and Dina works for Homeland Security, so she's shot him and said, try to tell somebody. Uh, and he's sick of her shit, and she's like, he's like, you knew about Castle. She's like, well, Castle's got a code. And he goes, he's a murderer? <laughs> he's a maniac? He's like, you fucking feds make me sick. You're just <laughs> fucking feds. <laughs> you fucking feds. I'm trying to do his accent. <laughs> no, it's perfect. And he's like, you're always just covering your asses and hiding shit. It's so nice to have somebody be like, this is all bullshit. And Dina like, is like, oh my God, you might be right. Ryan, moment of the week. Which then goes right into, uh, at the trailer, Amy, Madani, and Curtis all just, like, having a glass of wine, chilling. Frank is gone fucking finally, and they just get to hang out. They they talk a little bit about themselves, but mostly, like, fuck Frank, dude. Fuck He's the Frank. worst. All right, well, Punisher is on Netflix all the time. We're watching it week by week. Tune in next week to see what episode we talk about then. Your next show this week is The Flash. This week on The Flash. With the Medicare ready to use, Barry and the team figure out a way to convince Cicada to take it. Killer Frost steps in to help with the plan. Joe eases back into work. Gentlemen, how likely would you have been to watch this show if Daddy Shark and or Grodd had been in it? Much more. Yeah, 100% speaking. more. Yeah, like there's no way I was going to watch the show, but if you, if someone had been like, hey, that shark's in it again, I would have been like, yeah, I'm going to check it out. He's just part of the team yeah. now. Yeah. Let's do <laughs> it. There's, there's no way that after Gorilla Grodd versus King Shark, they were going to be like, let's like really pour it out and like put our all into the yeah. next episode <laughs> after that. If you could only see one movie, Hobbs and Shaw or Grodd and Shark. Grodd and Shark. Grodd and Shark. Hobbs and sure. Shaw. You guys Because especially me. based on I know Jason Statham's career, he definitely comes in the last half of that movie as a secret bad guy who turns out to be friends with Shark and Grodd. <laughs> That's true. The Flash is on Tuesday nights on The CW. Your next show this week is Deadly Class. The gang gets together to have one last night of fun before going to kill Chester and his band of inbreds. Saya fails to show up after Master Lin orders her to watch his family. And Chico's father threatens Master Lin's family. Taste buds, I ask you this. What would you do with one last night of fun? Oh, Watch Deadly I've... Class on sci-fi? Uh, your life is so sad. <laughs> uh, I would probably go to like a very nice barbecue restaurant and just eat like some... Really... American or Korean? Um, I, I appreciate both. I feel like if I'm on my last night, mm. I have to go American. Just yeah, because that's, roots. Yeah, that's my roots. If, if you're just asking me for a night out, I definitely, I love some Korean barbecue. I like the flavor profiles that Korean food has. It's very uh, interesting. Like, they use spices that we don't typically do, and there's a mm. lot of pickled foods that I I feel like work really well. This is not a good sale. sell. Like, pickled foods, well, no, not American? They have a lot, he said, a lot of pickled More pickled foods, foods than you can imagine. <laughs> but they also have, their, their sauces are really mm. where you get into it. Like, it, oh, you marinate some shit in that. Oh. Bulgogi. Yeah. Greg? Oh, for me, probably go on a date with my wife. Ugh. And my wife. Surprise us a little. Okay. Uh, Korean food. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That was your last name. I like, okay. yeah, I like the f- uh, the flavor profiles. Get you some of that kim- kimchi. And I like uh, pickled nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Deadly classes on Wednesday nights on Sci-Fi. Yeah, Your next show this week is Black Lightning. This week on Black Lightning, Tobias initiates the first step in selling his army of metas. 
Jeff sets down some ground rules to his daughters, and Layla and Lazarus have a chat. No, Lala, excuse me. Lala and Lazarus have a chat. Gentlemen, I ask you this. If you could have a nice chat with any dead TV character, who would it be? Korean food. You remember, Lala, famously the first person to ever die on this show. Yeah. And just sort of keeps coming back somehow. It's like, I I feel like we should have seen that coming based on how much we liked Lala in the first episode. And we're like, oh no, why'd they kill that guy? When they killed him off, it was like, man, that's a brave thing to do. Because this actually was one of the most compelling parts of this show. And clearly they're like, ah! Oh no, that was one of the most compelling parts of a show. Why'd we do that brave thing? We shouldn't have done it. But it was for, like, more than one episode, right? That he was dead? Yeah, he was dead for a while, and then he comes back for for a while. And now he's been dead for, like, a season, and he's just back again. He's the Jean Grey of Black Lightning. Yeah. Yeah. Black Lightning is on Monday nights on The CW. Your next show this week is Umbrella Academy. This week on The Umbrella Academy, Hazel and Cha-Cha torture Klaus, who finally sobers up, uses his powers effectively, and almost becomes a worthwhile character. Almost. Meanwhile, Leonard is being creepy and dumping Vanya's medicine, and Luther and Diego make amends while tracking five before Diego's ex-detective Patch gets a string of pearls rescuing Klaus. (laughs) Taste buds, I ask you this. Vanya was told she's not special because she's going to blow up the world without her meds, right? I think that's what's Is that supposed to be a surprise? I feel like that's... Oh! I, yeah, I feel like that's absolutely what's going to happen because she was also the only one we didn't see in uh-huh. that scene when Five like showed uh-huh. like all of his family was dead. Uh-huh. Like, this I, is the problem with sort of like two-dimensional-ish characters is that if you ca- connect all the things about Vanya, she doesn't have powers, she takes these meds. Bad at violin. Like, yeah. put them together, right? She's going to get so good at yeah. violin now. And this like, guy, this creepy guy, clearly wants her like not to take it. Yeah. Like, specifically, that seems to be his main thing. Am I a fucking moron for thinking for way too long that Leonard was a good guy? Like, he, Oh, my God. His that, name is Leonard, and look at that face. You He's just creeped me the fuck out by saying that. <laughs> yeah, dude, this guy was, like, setting off creep vibes from the very beginning. I just beginning. wanted something to ni- nice to happen for Vanya. I did, too. Same, and that's why yeah. I'm, like, in between the two of you. Like, he gave off creep vibes from the first scene. Because uh, he's a white male. Yeah. yeah. But he, trying to play violin as an adult. He... He almost lured me in. Like uh-huh. they, they played it straight for a lot longer than I expected. Uh-huh. And I was like, maybe there's not anything weird with him. And maybe that was a misdirect that like they were making us think that there's something weird with him. But now that he's weird, I'm like, oh, okay. So yeah, no, this dude's a, a super creep. Yeah. Super creep. <laughs> he's and super creep. I don't want to be reductive, but even him standing next to Ellen Page is like, dude, take a couple yeah. steps back. <laughs> yeah. she's, so not, close. she's not into you, bro. Come on. And you but got your hands in is. your pockets? <laughs> But Vanya totally is into him, and that yeah. makes it so much worse. Just nobody in her life has ever treated her kindly. Right. Yeah, I mean, Vanya's like a target for creepers, right? Yeah. I think creepers could pick her out of a lineup. Yeah. That's her superpower, because she'll be like, hey, Helen, and Helen's like, you go fuck yourself. But he's yeah. not just interested in her because he's a random creepy dude, and she's a, a random vulnerable woman, right? Like, it He knows like, what's yeah. going to happen if she doesn't take those pills. It's going to be culty stuff, don't you think? Yeah. Like, I, I have a feeling that like he is one of the other 49 or whatever who has powers or yeah, something that, and he went through a similar scenario and but he's on like the opposite side uh-huh. and i think they're probably going to reveal that like yeah he's there's a whole crew and they want to destroy the world Is i it, am looking forward to the part where this show pulls back more the veil of mystery and like 
indulges in like what those other people are doing. I, th- I think that season two or three, if they I, if they go, man, that way. why do I always gotta put up with like a full season of like Nothing. not getting to know, know. what's going? Yeah, if you, you start watching halfway through season three, yeah. you'll love it. Uh, I want to give a little credit to Patch real quick if we can. Yes, that was my favorite character, and she got fucking fridged. Yep, and she, she got, got fridged, fridged. She got fridged for Diego, yeah. who was already so um Diego, and he already had mom last episode. I know, dude. I, like, Don't not, know Diego. Yeah, like not to, <laughs> not to say that like any of like Diego doesn't need another like you didn't need to kill off Detective Patch, who was becoming an interesting character. We uh, like we had this like sort of cop out. Cop out. <laughs> now yeah. that cop is out. Hey, oh, we had this cop out last episode. Like, it's still like a, a kind of shitty writing technique of just like, ah, oh, he lost someone and now he's out for vengeance. But like that one last episode at, at least made a little bit more sense. Like yeah. it was a little bit more nuanced. This is just straight up. Yeah, they killed this. Also, girl. don't build anything around Diego. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess they have to because that's the way the story goes. But. Uh, Every time he's on screen, it's like, this is the least compelling guy. Let's move on to the next one. All right, we're almost out of time, but Klaus in this episode, how do you guys feel? I mean, I'm less pissed than before, I guess. Right, yeah. I don't like him, but I thought the backstory of being afraid of ghosts, like you would be, uh, but then also being able to see them all the time and then being like locked in a crypt, I still don't like the actor's portrayal of the character, but it made me feel for the character. It's given me hope that like maybe now that he's sobered up and is using his stuff, he won't be that. Like uh, he won't be to he won't be to eleven every yeah. episode, but I'm not holding out. The ghost, the ghost thing, I guess, is better than stuttering. Stut- you stuttered as a child, but yeah. this was also a week where we got a better, like not Constantine. Yeah, and like <laughs> the shows that we got, and I, I preferred that <laughs> other guy that we'll talk about later. Uh, all right, going around moments of the week, Ryan. Well, it's Pogo, but also, <laughs> um, were we not paying attention, or did the show do a bad job? Because last week we were like, oh, Luther's just Harry. But no, he's got the body of a gorilla, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. He's yeah, Pogo's we, son. <laughs> yeah. So that was it. Just having, like, looking, like, my all of my fetishes coming true. Like, <laughs> uh, sexy man head with body of a gorilla. Thank yeah. you. Gorilla man. That, that guy looks more normal, though, with that torso than he does when he's got it covered up. And mm-hmm. he's just walking around in a sweater <laughs> that's all bulgy and stuff. The other torso is much better. For me, it's uh, I like all the flashbacks on this show to like what life used to be like. And I think the show does a good job of apportioning them so that you want them more all the yeah, time. Yeah, You definitely want more, but that whole like, uh, getting s- number one, getting sent on the mission and just listening to the briefing by the dad. And it's like old timey radio. Yeah. And then the, uh, the kid being like, you don't have to call me one anymore. Cause I'm the only one who's here. I thought that worked. I like that scene a lot. Uh, my moment of the week was when Klaus is being tortured. It like, they're like, he it's implied that he's been talking to the ghosts and then the, killers are talking to him and it just zooms out and the room is filled with yes. the ghosts of all those dead people yeah. that was a great shot and it like really creeped me out uh-huh. i was like this is good i want more of this from klaus musical moment of the week was there a i feel like there was one but oh I... yeah they when they do the drugs when cha-cha and hazel yes. do the drugs yeah right. like and it was i thought it was pretty rad it was almost my moment of the week almost but not quite not quite uh, Umbrella Academy is on Netflix all the time. We're watching it week by week. Tune in next week when we talk about the next episode. Your next show this week is Arrow. This week on Arrow, the vigilantes have to go to the police academy, and both the cops and Team Arrow hate this predicament. Meanwhile, somebody killed Diaz and Bronze Tigers trying to trade favors with Laurel to reveal who. Taste buds, I ask you this. With the two clear sides of police versus vigilantes, did the show do enough work to show that both sides had a lot to learn? Not really. Uh, they both state their arguments. Numerous times. Numerous times. But nope. 
neither side's very passionate about it, and uh-huh. each side is ready to bend whenever. Whenever. So by the end, when they're like, we're sp- setting up a secret vigilante task force, you can all wear your uniforms. It's like, didn't, when the mayor first hired you, isn't this what it was? It yeah. was a weird deviation to what I thought the status quo already had been. And, you know, once again, on a CW show, like, I see what you're doing. It's a, I see that, like, the nuanced argument that you're trying to make, but it's sort of fumbled here for time or because of too many side plots or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. How many side plots do you think there were? Five, probably. <laughs> There's probably five other things going on. Wait, what does that mean? What's the main plot? Uh, they're in training. They're in training. And not, okay, a training episode could be wacky, fun hijinks. And it was... Before the opening credits roll. It was before the... And then they're like, we're out of training, which is then they get in trouble for not doing things the police way. Yeah, you had four hours of training. You're going to fuck stuff up. Nobody taught them Miranda rights. And they're like, we got a way of doing things here. Says who? What God is the way, it. though? If you could just I tell me the like way. I would like to know. But they're like, I don't want to wear this restrictive cop uniform. <laughs> I want my weird green <laughs> leotard. Uh, but it was, a, it was a... I don't know. It was a pretty mediocre... Episode of Arrow. Yeah, it was, I mean, they got through it fast. You know, we're done with the training now. And it looks like that we're, we have the team back together. And now we're on the final streak towards the season finale. Mm -hmm. Moments of the week, Ryan? My moment of the week was watching this with Mike. We watched it together. (laughs) It was so fun. Yeah. Uh, My moment of the week is they're after this, like, big pharma guy whose last name is Midas, so you know he's bad. But Ali doesn't wait for the warrant and goes to grab him and holds his head over hydraulic acid and so the mayor's screaming at him about that and all he's like i'm gonna do things my way <laughs> but it's also that the mayor is like the warrant does come in and dinah's like well now we can't do anything against him i was like but you still do have the warrant but it's the mayor's so quick to be like this guy's rich don't touch him plus hasn't ollie been in the superhero world for long enough that if he dips a villain into acid he's gonna become he's gonna a gonna super make a villain worse, he will then turn things to gold <laughs> but gold that melts or something or Era. some dumb shit. Era was on monday nights on the cw your next show this week is the walking dead oh taylor this week on The Walking Dead, Daryl and Connie have rescued Henry and Omega, but the Whisperers are in hot pursuit, which means barricading in a building and having a knife fight with Beta before pushing him down an elevator, only for him to then pick himself up like Jason motherfucking Voorhees. Uh, uh, uh. Meanwhile, Carol solves a standoff with a movie, and some old people take care of a baby. Taste buds, <laughs> I ask you this. With a character who uses sign language and a baby who lives in a padded box, what else do you think this season will steal from a quiet place? Emily Blunt? I hope so. What oh, if she God. just stars in the mo- or the show? I that would be so kick ass. Like I, this show has moments where it's all right. This episode, the reason that I watched it is everyone was like, Daryl has a knife fight with Beta and it's uh-huh. cool, and it was pretty cool. It was a good fight, a good knife fight. Yeah, and then uh, Daryl kicks him down an elevator, and you're like, oh, well, Beta's dead. That's cool. And then the end of the episode, he like it's, it zooms down. He's in the elevator shaft. And he just fucking stands up with his fucking zombie face mask on. Uh-huh. I was like, this is the horror movie that I am on board for. <laughs> I'm, I'm like excited sort of about Beta as a character. You know what we need? We need Topher Grace to get obsessed with Walking Dead. Mm. Oh. And then put together like one episode out of each season. Just string the good parts together. You know what? I would be excited about that. <laughs> that's that's a show that I would watch because I Topher like, Grace's The Walking Dead. Yeah, Topher Grace's The Walking Dead. Uh, my moment of the week this week though was it. The fight was nice, but there's a <laughs> the knife fight like was nice. The knife fight was nice. Some of the other kids are mean to me, but uh, there's a group called the Highwaymen that have been uh, as of I think like last episode like a, a country team. western outfit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're on tour. They're, they're the, they like wear cowboy hats. They ride horses, and they like. Oh, that's all you need. And, and and they stick up people who are on the roads, 
Uh, and so Carol and Ezekiel are meeting with them, and they're in a standoff. People have knives on necks. Like everyone's like, "This deal's no good. We're gonna kill everyone here." And then Carol just steps up. And she goes, "When was the last time you guys saw a movie?" <laughs> <laughs> and 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 it instantaneously the guy like drops his knife. He goes. Seriously? And that was it. That It's done. The Highwaymen are part of the kingdom now. It's all good. They were just like, we want to go watch a movie. You like movies? Oh my god, we like movies. Oh, we were going to kill you. I don't know you like movies. See, it's hacky to do that on a date now, but <laughs> 10 years from now when there's been no movies, that's a fucking... No, but I think you should text that if you're on a first date. Say, when was the last time you saw a movie? <laughs> hey, when was the last time you saw a great... I hope it's Adventures of Babysitting. <laughs> I hope they all went it's and watched that. the only one they have. The Walking Dead is on Sunday nights on the AMC. Your next show this week is Supergirl. On this week's episode of Supergirl, Ben Lockwood throws an anti-alien rally, which the characters of Supergirl decide to peacefully protest. Lockwood and the elite stir up shit and then blame the peaceful protesters. Taste buds, I ask you this. Is Supergirl commenting on today's society? (laughs) I don't know. I think there's people on both sides who are good. Carrie Danvers has her friends. Ben Lockwood has some good, fine people. I don't see the connection at all. Supergirl's on. Supergirls on the CW on Sunday nights. Your next show this week is Riverdale. Uh, This week on Riverdale, Archie finally removes his sacrifice brand by getting Hiram to loan him a boxing gym where he invites all 12 of the remaining players with a Kill the Red Paladin card to all beat the shit out of him. (laughs) Meanwhile, Gladys is buying Betty's house. Jug finds out his mom is in the drug biz. Tony and Cheryl break up. Veronica no! and Reggie break up, <gasps> and Cheryl is forcing Kevin to do Heather's the musical. Taste buds, <laughs> I ask you this: in the Tony v. Cheryl breakup and the Veronica v. Reggie breakup, who do you think is right? In each one, in Tony each one. is obviously right in the breakup with Cheryl. Yes, uh, Cheryl's a queen, but it's hard. It would be very hard to be in a relationship with her. And yeah. Cheryl, in in most of her tantrums, are entertaining. This one's just a straight up baby tantrum. Like yes. she misses Tony and thinks that it's bullshit that she's not number one, and so she she. And and it really Tony was absolutely right when she was like, "You're upset that you're not in charge of things," and like she has been that way for several episodes to the point that like I don't like Cheryl as a character anymore because yeah. she's like extremely toxic. And now she's doing the same thing with Kevin, where she's like, "No, I'm in charge. We're doing Heather's musical. I know you already planned out a bunch of stuff." So yeah. Tony was 100 percent right. She's got to get checked. And then I just got to assume between Reggie and uh, Veronica. That Reggie's in the wrong. Wait, you didn't watch this? You just know Riverdale that well? Like, yeah. yeah. Well, he's, okay. just pull, he's like, I know these characters. When I, I hear a, right when I hear a couple breaks up, I just immediately assume the guy is wrong. Well, plus in this case, like V, Reggie wants part of Le Bon Nuit. Yeah. Le Bon And uh, she's like, I mean, you're Reggie. Like, absolutely not. <laughs> but the other thing that she's saying, too, is like, uh, Bud, I've I, I've dealt with fuckboys before. Like, I've dealt with handsome idiots. There's no way that you're going to get part of yeah. my business. It's Take a hike. I'll go find a different handsome fuckboy. I'll turn Kevin. I don't give a shit. I'm Veronica Lodge. <laughs> I, I think in the Reggie and Veronica, I think they're actually both right and that they just shouldn't be together because he is like, hey, I've done, like, a ton of shit for you. Like, I gave up my car for you. I've done all this stuff. Oh, no. To a 16-year-old, that is. Yeah, that's a lot. He was like, like, I've done, like, everything for you. and We're sort of a random pairing to begin with. (laughs) But he was like, I I want more than just to be a casual hookup for you, and you're not giving me that. Like, what are we? And she was like, "Uh, yeah, I don't want to give you anything more than what we are. And I'm not going to give you a piece of this business. So Reggie's in the right to ask. He has that right to ask. But then she's like, nope. 
And then he That's when you should just be like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, and then <laughs> he should just go live his life. Instead, he freaks out, probably gets drunk, tries to steal his car back from Gladys. Yeah. And uh, then Veronica says it by saying, how could you do something so reckless? That's the thing is that Veronica's not reckless anymore. She's a business owner. <laughs> She's an adult, 15-year-old, and she is not like that. That is very true. Uh, were there any other major mo- uh, The Archie boxing fight. How did you feel about that? It was ridiculous. Uh, it was a terrible plan. He beat up 13 guys in a row who all got uh, hits on him. It wasn't like he yeah. went through them. They all fucking <laughs> clocked him at least once. One, one dude took a full bite out of his shoulder. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, like It was like flesh was missing. And at some point, why did Jug say enter the crack? There was, I mean, like, that's not a phrase. I think Jughead, who actually probably was the MVP of this episode, he is yeah. the most mature adult on the show at this point. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think he just got bored. And he was like, oh, I don't enter the crack Enter the crack. I did like that Betty was like the side person, like ringing the bell, and Jug fully went like full carnival broker. He's like, step on up, beat the shit out of my friend. <laughs> that is not a good friend. Um, I don't know. I I, I feel like uh, V and Reg are done. I hope they yeah. are. I don't know where Tony and Cheryl go from here, but they had a little makeup before they break up sesh. <laughs> Taylor, did we watch full on finger banging on the CW? I think like we arms were did. moving back and forth. That was crazy. <laughs> I've never seen anything that like explicit and like we, like like even just like that was explicit, but just the tone of the scene setting it up uh-huh. was like extremely <laughs> sensual and like over the like the to set the scene for anyone who did not watch it. Oh, go slow. Um <laughs> It is uh, Cheryl and Tony have had a, an argument, and Tony has like started paying rent to Grandma for the thing, and so you're clear like things are bad. Cheryl goes to the uh, the club while Tony is working and visually like cases the joint and uh-huh. makes it obvious. So then she comes to rob it, and Tony's like, "Oh, you made it obvious that you were going to rob this, and you wanted me to know." And Cheryl just goes, "What are you going to do? Cuff me?" And then there's. <laughs> And then there's a long stare, and then Tony steps up, and then that is what happens. Oh, like, my God. They spit on their hands. They, like, do the bull <laughs> foot back, and then they just go to town they're, on like, each other. Like, there is tying to chairs. There is, uh, there's, like, blindfolds, and that is intercut with Archie getting the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> it was, like, it was too sexual. I was like, <laughs> this doesn't need to be on TV. Yeah, it was, I mean, for the CW. Like, yeah, part of me wants to be like, oh, man, I missed that. A big part of me is like, I'm glad. I no. don't want to. This is a like, kid's show. Yeah, I was like, I hope no one comes home while this is on. <laughs> uh, Ryan, do you have a moment of the week? I have a couple moments of the week. One is um, somebody calls Archie and asks him how he's doing. And he says, I was doing, oh, it's Mr. Lodge. Uh, he says, I was doing pretty good, Mr. Lodge, until a homeless kid stabbed me in my house. <laughs> <laughs> right in the house. Yeah, the most right Archie the line. House. And then later, once the plan is on, right, they know what the plan is. Uh, Archie and Jughead are on the phone, and they both sign off. See you at dusk. Like that's a, <laughs> that's a normal thing. See you at dusk. And I hope that's their catchphrase from now on. See you at dusk. Uh, my moment of the week, if it isn't that scene between Cheryl and Tony, because it was legitimately like well done and uh-huh. well paced in a way that like a lot of our shows aren't. Uh, it is the fact that we got some new names for some of the gang members this week. Nice. And their names are Deuteronomy, <laughs> Termite, and Jinx. Those are cat names. Yeah, they <laughs> some of them straight are. up are from the movie or musical Cats. Uh, Riverdale is on Wednesday nights on the CW. Your next show this week is Runaways. This week on the Runaways, Nico, Carolina, and Molly go to save Leslie from Gaborum Jail and bring along a guy named Vaughn to remind us that men are largely vestigial and absurd. <laughs> Nico grabs her staff again after hiding in the wall for maybe five minutes of screen time. 
Carolina uses her powers to convince the churchies to let her mom go and depose Frank Dean as the head of the church. Chase is like, man, should I ditch my parents and go back to my friends? But then Pride parents are like, hey, don't though. And he's like, yeah, okay, I won't. <laughs> and the episode ends with Zavin, that weird shapeshifter, telling Carolina that they are meant to get space married because of space destiny. So, gentlemen, I ask you this. Can this show not commit to having a character change for more than a few scenes before badly wanting to change right back to the status quo? It's just like being a teenager. Yeah, that's what teens are like. Yeah. And I do like, Chase seems that the way he's acting, he left to instantly be like, our pants are still fuck-ups, and I'm going to find uh-huh. the dirt. And, and then, then they're like, wait, but come into this room, and we'll all stand on this side of the table. And he's like, all right, you guys win again. I don't know. I still feel like Chase is no dummy, and then he's just like, yeah, I'll shake all your hands and still figure out how your dirt bags. And he's playing them. It feels like it. But, I mean, be- that offer, that they like, that is a yeah. good offer. Like They're like, you can make the world good. Right. All you have to do is trust us. Can you? Which is hard. That's yeah. that's a, that's a hard question. But like, he will have all the power and mm-hmm. his own integrity and morals. But isn't that? I mean, that that's like growing up, like in microcosm, right? The yeah. parents are like, okay, we did some fucked up, scavy shit, but it was to give you the world, and now you'll be better than we are, and then you end up. There's no way they're going to be better than their parents. Nobody's ever better than their parents. Right. I would say, no, we keep getting worse. I would say Chase does good things for ten minutes, yeah. and then just like starts killing babies. Yeah. Remember when they introduced this guy? They were like. He chose. He chose not to date rape somebody, and we're supposed to be like, Woo! "What a hero!" Yeah. <laughs> so, just because he chooses not to do the evil thing doesn't make him a hero. But is I, I still I'm more on Chase's side than Carolina's, who's like, "We got to save my mom." She's like, Leslie arguably was one of the worst parents for the yeah. longest. It was like, "We should kill every kid we see," I and now like, she's like, "We she's a hero. She's part of us." I feel like the show wants you to forget that they like fed kids to these machines yeah. that would then like keep this space vampire alive. Well, she's pregnant, so they're worried about like we got to take care of that baby. So the pregnancy like always gets you extra stuff like uh-huh. onto the airplane. Is that gonna? Is that a space baby? I hope it's a space baby. I think it's. A, I think it's another space. I baby. It's not fucking Frank's baby. And this is like the fourth episode in a row where they were like, "All right." One more parent we're going to bring to the headquarters, but that is it. Yeah. No more parents. They don't even blindfold him anymore. At least Alex. And they called Alex out. He's like, no, they're murderers. And Molly's like, we hope you're fucking dad. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I still vote no. How awful was that Vaughn guy? Vaughn the Braun? <laughs> I think they realized that, like, oh, fuck. Were we, were we supposed to be, like, sort of a quippy, funny show? Yeah. Uh, it's been, uh, like, two months, so let's make up for it in this episode. It's mostly watching homeless kids eat garbage. <laughs> so a lot of the times it's not very lifehearted. kind of content. <laughs> uh, yeah, Vaughn's going, road trip. And Kaylee and be like, to save my mom. Tone it down. Uh, moments of the week, Ryan. Uh, Frank, Carolina's dad, sort of, uh, is just remains the biggest chat of all time. Uh, and his wife looks straight at him and said, he thinks that he's in control of the church. It's all about his celebrity. And she says he, uh, that he couldn't get over being a cardboard cutout I used to hide the fact that I had a, ma- a child with another man. And his comeback is, he wasn't a man. Like, <laughs> come on, Frank. You got nothing. Say up. something. Uh, Greg? Uh, mine is something that I've seen in cartoons, but I don't think I've ever seen in like live action, which is uh, they did that thing where someone's like behind a painting uh-huh. and oh, yeah. the eyes are cut out. It was so goofy. <laughs> and it was so obvious and weird looking. And the Zavin, the actress that played Zavin, her eyes were just going back and <laughs> forth like crazy. <laughs> that was the weirdest thing I've ever seen in one of these shows. Uh, Mike? Uh, Alex tries to meet up with Livy, and Livy sends her aunt instead. 
And her aunt, Alex, is like, well, here's my plan. She says, ditch whatever clever plan you have and just shoot your parents. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, you should listen to her. Why does this season have so many episodes just shoot your fucking parents? Shoot your fucking parents. Despite everything we said, I really like this episode and this season. But it's goofy. And And next next week is the finale. I think it's going to deliver. Pop off. Tune in for that. Runaways is on Hulu. Your next and final show this week is Doom Patrol. On this week's episode of Doom Patrol, the gang takes a break from hunting down Timothy Dalton to deal with a book boy, another <laughs> different cult than last week, and Notstantine, a drunk magic man with a flaming sword. Taste Buds ask you this, how did Doom Patrol do with what was essentially its first case of the week episode? I, th- I think solid. I'm on board. This was like the, the sink or swim episode, yeah. because if they can't do, because I feel like the case of the week is going to be sort of their primary motivation going forward yeah if they couldn't manage this i think i was going to be more worried than i have been but i think they managed it it wasn't quite to the same level as like last week's episode and it was a br- it was like an abrupt shift mm-hmm. like from the beginning yeah. of the episode you're like oh okay we've entered kind of a different continuity or like yeah. a different like like direction this show is going or speed at which it travels and it just it took most of the episode to be like okay no this is really happening like it's becoming <laughs> yeah. this type of show I, I think after this adjustment I'm on board by the time I get to the end of the episode I was like yeah I'm good I like this this is fun let's keep doing these well, I think what happened is do you, I mean do you guys remember when we thought uh, Lucifer was a bullshit show that we uh-huh. were forced to watch and then over time I think the show got better but what really happened is that we liked the characters right. and never gave a shit about what the case of the week was right. yeah. and Doom Patrol right out of the gate had those characters mm-hmm. so Case of the week every week. I don't give a fuck. You know, if we get to watch these four or five people hang out, I'm in. Yeah. I also, th- it's a little awkward the like the kid as the cult, like mm-hmm. you know, the book that they're supposed to read or whatever. The human book. That's exactly the thing from Teen Titans too. Like the daughter that is like the focus of the entire cult. It feels like that is an oft done storyline at this point. Yeah, I did like though the fact that they were like he's a human book, and the, <laughs> mo- the moment where they were like, well, we should just like. Burn him. (laughs) Problem solved. And then uh, someone said, we don't kill kids or Or books. books. (laughs) He's both. Yeah. (laughs) What if they just tattooed all on him so that you couldn't see the words? I kept thinking that. Oh, you know what, Greg? Or just laser them off. Yeah. Greg, you should be a superhero. Have you ever thought about that? You should be a human book owner. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to own many books, but I would draw the line at owning any humans. And you can quote me on that. I really thought, I think that Doom Patrol is setting up a thing too where it's not your granddaddy superhero show, uh-huh. but it's not like a parody. It's right. right in the middle somewhere. When we get this Constantine, who um, I think acts more like if Constantine existed, would. You know, yeah. like yeah. He, he's a selfish asshole. And when the character, TV or comics, does it, he's still sort of cute. Yeah. You know, he's still like sort of on your side. But this guy's like, like an opportunist not, asshole. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he is still like, yeah, kill the kid because it's better for the whole world. Yeah. There's no human element at all. Also, he's chubby. If Constantine existed, he would be chubby. He would be a little chubby. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I, this is a dumb question, but they're not suddenly going to be like, no, really, my name's John Constantine. No. Like, that guy's not Constantine. Kipling right? was made for the comics of Doom Patrol because okay. the Morrison wanted to use Constantine and Vertigo was like, no, he's our very serious magician character. Don't touch him. So he went, I'm going to make a dumpy version. Yeah. Fuck yeah. you. Because Grant Morrison was probably already going to fuck with that. But then when you told him no, yeah. here we go. Here's your fucking asshole. I did. I really liked him. I don't think I want him to be a a, a person who's on the team 24-7. Once a season. Yeah. I want like once or twice a season, bring him in for a fun fun little side bit. You uh-huh. want Constantine, not Constantine? Constant, Constant. 
constantly. Nailed constantly. It. Thank Nailed you. It. Thank you guys so try. much. Oh. Got it. Through the landing. magic of editing, the first try. Uh, also, this week we got a uh, simultaneous the fuck from uh, Jane and Robot Man, uh-huh. <laughs> which was great. That's bonding. Is that well, when I, they, with the, the demon clown yeah. people? That was fucking creepy. So they, the book kid's parents have apparently gone to Nerdheim, and you know you're in Nerdheim <laughs> because Robot Man screams, are we in goddamn Nerdheim? Not a fan. And they are giant clown people. The dad is there as a god king, even though his throat is still slit. Yep. Uh, and that was a nice terrifying. touch. That was a nice touch that his his dead body still yeah. goes. Like, man, this show, I, I feel like a lot of these things could not land, like the horse head that popped up uh-huh. and sang to them. Ugh. But I feel like they really do make all of it come home. And mm-hmm. it's details like that, where this guy's dead body is just also in Nerdheim. That, it's the details. That horse head almost didn't land for me. But it's it's oh, right. Oh, you're it's, insane. It, it's, <laughs> the, it's the moment that they cut that I was like, all right. Yeah. yeah, all right. It's the details, and I get a real strong feeling that I don't get with a lot of other shows. Uh, first thought, not best thought. Yeah. What if we kept spitballing for a little bit and did something that was a little different than every other show? Mm. Uh, well, that is unfortunately all the time that we have for this show. Moments of the week. Mike? Uh, I have two. Fuck you. All right, uh, fine. It's Rita One is talking to the kid from killing himself, but mainly she lands it. She goes, well, this is the second floor, so you wouldn't really kill yourself. (laughs) And that's how Rita heroes. And then uh, I didn't like Penny Farthing the first time we met uh, that little cockney, tiny Tim version of Jane. Dobby kid. But he'd be like, that's bad mothering. And he looks to Jane for like support. And she goes, they have bad mothering, sir. And gives him like this most awkward (laughs) thumbs up. And it made me fucking laugh. Uh, Greg, uh, when they summon the big eye in the sky, I, if I on the page, I would have thought that looked so stupid and wouldn't work, but it was super creepy in the show, and I enjoyed it. One of the it. few times where I'm like, I can't watch the next one. What yeah. the fuck? This sucks. Ryan, it's the horse head. It's not just that this singing <laughs> horse head comes up and sings, but the way this horse bops to its own music, yeah. <laughs> like that head is so winging. Uh, my moment of the week is uh, when. I actually have two as well. It's the birthday Whoa. montage at the very beginning. I'm breaking my own rules. <laughs> <laughs> it's the birthday montage at the very beginning where just like progressively this kid is just like coming, like getting bigger, getting more written on. And the dad's just looking. He's like, oh, this is fucked up. <laughs> just uh, like your home life when you yeah, were a kid. Yeah. And their cats just keep getting more elaborate. Uh, and then it's when Penny Farthing, uh, he's like, back me up. And she just goes and stands next yeah. to the people who are attacking him and just like lowers her head. That was cute. Uh, Doom Patrol is on Friday nights on DC Universe. That is all the shows this week. <sighs> we made it, you guys. 12, 12 shows. So 12 up, 12 down. Shows. 12 but, perfect discussions. <laughs> yes. But next week, we have some good news, which is that we are getting rid of three shows. Woo, maybe right. forever. Maybe forever. Runaways, Deadly Class, and Black Lightning all have their season, and for some of them, possibly series finales We're next week. Lucky. Fingers Cross. Fingers crossed. Just so we don't have to watch as many of these these goddamn shows, you guys. It's so much. It's so much. For Greg, I'm Taylor. Hey. Taylor, I'm Mike. For Mike, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, we are the world, baby. I can tell you to a kiss from a rose on the gray. Ooh, I'm Is he a monster? Seal? What? Oh, Seal? No. That's Seal. Uh, R. Kelly did not sing that song. No. no. I had that. They were both on that album. You're though, thinking so Lucille Blue. What, yes. Wait, was R. Kelly on uh, the Batman Forever soundtrack? I, I did not know that. I might just have switched from Batman Forever and Space Jam. It is the single greatest movie soundtrack of all time. Yeah, it's so good. Yes. Smashing Pumpkins, The Offspring, The Two Best Bands of All best Time. Best Batman movie Flaming Lips. as well. Well, it's not, it's not the best movie soundtrack, but the best one is the one that's uh, uh, Prince. 
for Purple Rain. For Purple Rain. <laughs> well, I was going to say for the Batman movie, but <laughs> yeah, for Purple Rain as well.